Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you season two of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. All right, Brian, it is now time for our Dean Julia Love of the Star mailbag. Got several questions this week. First one here uh, from, I believe this is a first time uh, asker, uh, or first time we've gotten to their question at least. Uh, Javier Alvarado is wanting to know, uh, he says, I'm surprised Devin Harper is not being talked enough, talked about enough in terms of making the 53. He seemed to be all over the field when his number was called. Do you think he can make it to the team as the fourth or fifth linebacker? Yeah, I do. And I don't, you know, I mean, to me, all those linebackers played well. I mean, and I even know the Jabril Cox. All right, this is just me. Okay, I, I, the, I'm I, here, there, there. If I was in personnel for the Cowboys, I think I would try and fight a way to, you know, and maybe because he's a little banged up with the foot injury, that maybe uh, – that Malik Jefferson is not going to be available for some stuff. I I'm all about Jabril Cox getting opportunities now. You know I'm I'm all for Jabril Cox. You know sink or swim. You know throw him in the deep end. Let him let him get some of those early reps and you know see where he's at. Maybe maybe he can't play. Maybe he can play. But all these linebackers I think did a pretty pretty nice job. And Harper's just like in the mold of what. You know what we we've seen with these linebackers in yesterday, and in what we've seen at practice, they all run real well. They all tackle well. They're in position. You know he's he's definitely part of this. You know, got to stay healthy. But when he's getting opportunities, I feel like he's done a pretty good, pretty nice job. And and it, it showed up yesterday in that game. Yeah, and I, I think that Harper is somebody who the what you really love about Devin Harper is the athleticism. Um, and that's something that really shows up. This is actually a very athletic group of linebackers with Overshone, yeah. Clark, Parsons, obviously, Harper. Uh, I mean, they, these are guys who, if you can hone their skills, you, you've got – they definitely have a type here in Dallas with their linebackers. They like the freak athlete type of uh, linebackers. A question here from John Lindauer. Uh, John Stevens was a wide receiver in college, not a tight end. Could he become the new Noah Brown, a special teamer who can catch the football and block in the run game? Might he make the team as wide receiver six? We talked about tight end cutdowns and how that might be difficult. Brian, is there a spot for John Stevens if they they in their head say, "Hey, maybe we count him more as a receiver in our group"? I kind of feel like though that he is one of those guys that, to me, you know, he he, I, I leave him at, at the tight end spot. You know, I mean, I. I, I've got enough. I've got enough going on at wide receiver for four, five, and six to kind of figure those out. That's why I mentioned the conversation I had with a, another member, that another guy that watches his team about Hendershot. You know, is is 
is Hendershot, and you know we t- we've we've heard of plenty of the people last year that really loved Hendershot. You know, we've heard front office, coaching staff, everybody has talked very positive. There's people in this organization that probably thought that Hendershot was better than Ferguson, you know? But I, John Stevens to me is like, I, I, you know, I don't think about the Noah Brown thing with him. I think about him, you know, him being as that tight end guy, you know, teach him to block, put some weight on him, you know, if, if he makes the team, develop some strength with him. You know, make him make him a legitimate player that way. But you know, he's he's done a, he's done a really nice job. You mentioned it in the opening, Bob. He he's he's practiced well in Oxnard. He took it from the field in Oxnard to the field at AT and T. I I leave him at the position at 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 uh, at that tight end spot and try and develop him that way. I think he could be even more of a weapon playing that type as that type of a player. Question here from DJ Major. He says, did uh, Awesome Richard's performance surprise you? Seems like he was pretty good. I know there's some split on on Richard's. There were some people who thought he played really well, others who thought he struggled a great deal. But overall, what was your uh, your, your thoughts on how Richard's played? And I know this is this is your guy. This is one of your pet cats. Yeah, it's one of my pet cats. And I know I got some people were, you know, I think John Owning and others were, you know, comment. I initially thought that when the sack that he gave up was him being laid out of his stance. He was fine out of his stance. Uh, the, the hands clearly were laid. I know Duke uh, Mayweather was uh, uh, talking about that. Uh, you know, was that something that you were, you know, is, you know that's something he pointed out. Um, I don't think Will Greer did him any favors. They're trying to throw the ball quick to the outside. Uh, it was one of the tight ends. It might have been, it might have been, Ferguson. I'm trying to think exactly. I can't remember. It was one of the times. But they're trying to get the ball to the outside. Greer holds the ball. And if he gets lets it go, it's not going to be a sack. And then everybody's talking about Greer drifting, but it's him holding the ball. And I, I get that, you know. But to me, if if in fact Richards had set I mean, if he gets his hands on the defender on the rusher. This is probably a moot point. There's probably not. But he didn't. He didn't. And I didn't feel like he was in great position when it happened. I felt like initially like, wait a minute, he kind of maybe got tired. He took a play off. You know, all of a sudden like, you know, it's, it's you know, young guy struggling a little bit. But, yeah, when you watched him play, you know, there were some things he did really well at tackle. The sack was, you know, I mean, he gave up a couple of pressures. The – uh, the but when he played guard, felt like that there was you know again when it was twos versus twos and threes versus threes, it, it evened out for a lot of these guys. You know the the level of play evened out. And I think he was one of those guys that 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 kind of worked out for. But I but I think it's unfortunate that he that the sack. You know, like I said, Greer. They're going to say he drifted. Maybe he needs to get rid of the ball. That's you know depending on how you feel. I just know that he needed to be in better position because he gave a path right to the quarterback. And they're saying, well, he could have pushed him by if Greer would have stepped up. Well, Greer's trying to throw the ball quick from the platform he's at, you know. And so he's gotten the move to try and get in it. You know, the receiver breaks late, it's open, and then, boom, it's too late. But, you know, if Austin Richards, who I absolutely love, trust me, I'm, I'm cheerleading for the guy. I'm the guy that thinks that – you know, if he's it, one day he's could potentially be your right tackle if they don't sign Terrence Steele. Loved him in North Carolina. Told Will McClay I love the pick. Will told me he's like needs to get stronger. 
you know, but this guy is a really, really good athlete. You know, I'm not trying to, uh, to hate on the kid at all. I'm just trying to say initially I thought he was slow out of his stance. That was fine. The hands were bad. And Will Greer didn't do him any favors by not getting rid of the ball when he should have. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, next question here from Smicky. Uh, he's saying, what players on the bubble didn't show up as much as they needed to? Um, and conversely, I guess we can talk about guys on the bubble that that maybe did show up in, in a better way. I know, like I said, you mentioned earlier, uh, Simi Fajoko. That's a guy who's on the bubble who, uh, honestly, right now is probably on the outside looking in. Um, but, but I thought that he played well. Um, you know, Malik Davis, I was, I, I thought Rico Dowdle was better than Malik Davis. Malik Davis had a, a blitz pickup that he, he kind of flubbed. Yeah. And then, um, you know, a couple of the, we, we've talked about Turpin and I think Turpin's on the roster right now, but Turpin fumbling the punt, I, anybody that stood out to you as guys that man, you, you really needed to see more from them yesterday as they're on the bubble. I think Hunter Lipke is a guy that's clearly on the bubble, and I, you know, if Hunter Lipke can do more than what he did, what he's done, I felt like at OTAs, mini camps, they've given him a lot of opportunity to, to be that guy. To you know, hey, he got a lot of work. I, I wonder if he's done enough uh, to be able to, you know, and he got two more preseason games. But I wonder if Hunter Lipke goes from being a guy that everybody had on the fifty-three to. Uh, maybe this guy's just really a practice squad guy right now. I kind of felt like uh, that. I felt like yesterday actually TJ Bass played a little bit better than you talk about kind of a bubble guy. And I know that they really do like Brock Hoffman. There was some a good, lot. They yeah, like him a lot. There were some good things with Brock Hoffman. You know, like I say, twos versus twos, threes versus threes kind of a thing. Um, you know, it's – those are kind of the bubble guys right now. You know, I don't know. Did did Jalen Brooks and we could again maybe another show, maybe another time. I don't know if Jalen Brooks. It people are talking about that it, it he got sped up yesterday. That he's been practicing at a level where it's been very comfortable for him to practice, and he gets open and he makes plays and this, that, and the other. And they're saying yesterday in the game he got a little sped up and it, it affected the way that he played. We'll see interesting practice this week if, in fact, that because I don't think it was necessarily a great game for Jalen Brooks, yeah. considering that I'm trying to figure out is he the five or the six, you know? And he, he might not be either. You know, he might be a guy that's kind of a, you know, a practice squad player and that's really what he is. But it'll be an interesting week of practice, and it'll be an interesting game against Seattle. But there's some people that feel like that he got sped up a little bit, and that affected the way he played. Yeah, and I mean, also, like we mentioned earlier, and we'll have to talk to some people, see if we can get a better idea of it. But I know that, you know, he's at a lot of these practices where he's been out here showing up and, and doing really nice things. It's been, you know, it's been with the ones, which is encouraging in terms of going against the defense. 
but it's also you've got Dak Prescott that's thrown to you and you are very well be the case. Yep. You have the benefit of other receivers on the field taking away a lot of attention. And so uh, that's I'm sure part of it, but definitely one of the guys to watch really closely there. That does it for us today on the Love of the Star podcast. Uh, We will have a game coming up this uh, upcoming weekend against the Seattle Seahawks. Another week of practices out there in Oxnard. Then they will be back in Frisco. Brian and I uh, will be present for as many of those as as humanly possible and and bring you all the info that we can there. Uh, But for Brian Broadus, I'm Bobby Belt. We will talk to you guys again next time.